0: We're gonna get in there and we're gonna find the stuff we never thought we'd find, okay? Like another good Adam Sandler movie, okay?
1: Oh, oh okay. You actually think that's what's at that Area Fifty-One? Not alien shit, yes. just like oh, well, okay, I mean, we're it, gonna it, find alien. It's shit. It's the yeah. vault from Indiana Jones. I get it now. Sorry, yeah, I, I, yeah. I thought you were saying you're gonna find aliens. I that's totally the Ark of the covenant. Is you're absolutely right. Sorry, I, I thought we were going a different direction with this. We're gonna we're gonna find aliens, but we're
0: gonna find other stuff. A uh, smash pr- smash player with a uh, good personal hygiene we'll find there but also we'll find no. in there these are
1: things that aren't allowed to exist in the public not things that don't exist period
0: they exist just no Air
1: they 51. that doesn't exist Alex
0: yes it does why to get,
1: to get look, good at smash look, you have to become look, disgusting as a human
0: look 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 Charlie look I granted I've only been drinking gamer girl bath water for like a week now but my mind is
1: clear in the situation I think this is the gamer I girl really... bath water talking Alex I think it's gone <laughs> no. to your brain. It's given you no, herpes according it. to the internet.
0: I was a thirsty gamer boy. I want to go to Area 51 They have more water there.
1: No, they actually have the opposite of more water. They I have more a, sand. I don't,
0: I don't ask for a lot, Charlie. Okay? I don't ask for a lot. I'm asking you to help me. No. Help me cross the desert, to area 51. Okay.
1: Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, 163 of all things, or episode 163, I guess. I should say that like a normal, sane person. (laughs) Uh, As always, I am uh, Mordak Undivided, joined by Maeve Online. Uh, Henry is still out this week. Uh, He is not feeling well. The mystery has been solved.
0: Charlie, you screwed up your name. It's, It's Mordak, or Mord4K.
1: No, it's always been Mordak Undivided. No numbers, no nothing. Just M O R D A K U N D I V I E D.
0: You you know it's it's Mord4K. That's mm, how I remember it. No, it's pronounced Mordak, but Mord4K. Mm, no, you, we're not it? starting off the podcast correctly. You're saying your username wrong.
1: What kind of idiot would have that for a gamer tag? Especially when it's taken on like a random number of gaming platforms. So you can't have all of them at once, thus spurring you to go through one day and change like fifteen platforms to that to a new gamer but, tag. It's always more like undivided.
0: No, it. I've always made a mental note of it being 4K. You even made a whole thing about how you hate about lead speak and people don't remember that.
1: This isn't a thing I've ever talked about. Lead speak is stupid and a byproduct of the 90s and early 2000s when gamers were terrible, like they are now. Why would you so, ever replace a full a, a a letter a with a 4 to think you're cool? I'm so confused. I am I crazy? How do you spell the hacker the hacker Alex? The hacker? It's not spelled C K H A X O R. That would be dumb. But I'm
0: Oh my god, I've been drinking too much
1: bathwater. You need to stop it with that joke. It's yeah. No. That is
0: pretty vile. Anyway, yes. Episode one sixty three.
1: Yes, I changed my gamertag. Ah. So it's like you
0: had a productive, uh, a productive
1: week. I did some stuff. Yeah. I. I'm gonna get this out there right now. I keep looking at games I should probably play more of, like Judgment or something, and going, man, I'd love to play this right now, but this. Dredgin title ain't gonna get itself in Destiny 2. I have a problem again. <laughs> well but, at least we're both in
0: uh, pretty game addictive s- scenarios at the moment. I'm coming uh... for
1: you, bad juju. I'm coming for you. You will be mine. <laughs> As with the title dredging, I don't I, I've made my peace. I'm not going to get all the moments of triumph this year. I'm just not. Coming back a month before all that stuff kicks off, and then playing kind of stupidly was a poor choice on my end. Yeah. When does uh
0: hold on, when does um when does the new Destiny 2 come or De- yeah, Destiny 2 expansion come out?
1: September, like 19th, I think.
0: It's right around the corner. Yeah, uh, it's good. coming
1: up. Yeah, so the, the Destiny roadmap right now is Moments of Triumph have kicked off, Solstice kicks off on the 30th, which means you will have all of August to do Solstice stuff more or less might be less than that I don't know but like early in September they're going to lock your year 2 pro- your you can still progress and there's still stuff to do but kind of your moments of triumph and all that jazz will lock for the year and then stuff that's year 2 exclusive will be locked and you won't be able to get anymore and yeah it's it, the the dumbness is the stuff I'm chasing like a crazy person right now isn't even necessarily year two specific it's just kind of my personal goals for year two at this point because coming back in as late as I did is problematic it's like yeah you um have a lot of pinnacle weapons to get I know and if you play this across an entire year you' probably have better you'd be less frustrated trying to get all them all I'm aware are you because you've almost ground out three pinnacle weapons. Four Pinnacle Weapons, actually, in like a month. And you have a full-time job and a wedding to plan and a podcast to edit and other stuff. Yeah. Are you sleeping? No. No, I'm not. But (laughs) yeah, we could. I have a problem. Please help me.
0: All right. All right. We all have our moments. It's just mine yeah. happens to be on WoW. So, like, I, I joined Don't a
1: worry. clan right now to more effectively do this stuff. They seem to be okay people. I'm digging it so far. I it's. I I, I could I could rant hard on what I think of Endgame and Destiny Two about how it's uncomfortably clan dependent, but that's a separate topic.
0: Well, if I remember, you still to get stuff from being part of like.
1: A- you still can, and the rewards are better i it's i it, it is more looking for group situation for destiny 2 has gotten it's always been bad it's gotten worse like it's problematic now to say a, at, at a minimum like it's it's at peak d1 or destiny 1 badness mm-hmm. and just being in a clan where you can drop in discord and say like yo who wants to run x and people are like me it makes it easier, and not suck. Gotcha. Yeah, it's like, I successfully raided it. I ran Leviathan, finally. The fucking raid from year one, I ran in an hour and a half, like, this week, because I had not run it yet, and a bunch of stuff was like, yo, if you run Leviathan, you'll unlock shit. And I'm like, cool, and it didn't unlock shit because I didn't run it hard enough or right enough, but it's <laughs> fine. Whatever. I'm not bitter. <laughs> not bitter. Uh, it's... I understand why people fucking hate that raid. I really do. Really? It is a I, I it. I, it's a bad raid. It's part of the fun of having a clan is I now have people to play with reliably and a lot of them did not play Destiny 1, but the ones that did are like on board where it's like, yeah, the worst raid of Destiny 1 is still better than any raid in Destiny 2. Fucking Crota's End is still like Prison of Elders is better than Leviathan. Like it's Prison of Elders is a controversial thing in Destiny, to say the least. Like, it's polarizing. Le- Leviathan is just like, yeah. This is technically a raid.
0: Mm. Sorry, any, like, have you done any other raids other than Leviathan?
1: Um, 2? no, but I, I I'm I'm working through them now, I guess, is the way of thinking of it. Gotcha. Yeah, it's my, my point being that, like, the worst raid of Destiny 1 was pretty shit upon. Like, it, it's Crota's End. It's, it's fine. It's not great, but it's fine. It is more of a raid than Leviathan is. Like, Leviathan, like, the, the number of re- reused mechanics from Destiny 1 raids that are in Leviathan and the number of, like, there's one cool part of Leviathan and it's not a boss fight and it's also kind of like, it's the make or break point for the entire raid. It's the, the gauntlet, I think, or whatever it's called. The one you race around stuff. It's less about it is the most mechanically heaven-driven part of the raid, and that's cool, but also, mm-hmm. like, it's not a great mechanic. It's like, okay, this is neat. We've had jumping puzzles before. Like, the Menagerie version of this is better. Okay. Yeah, it's whatever. Mm. And that's Destiny 2. But in addition to that, I got my shelving done this week, which is nice. Which means I can now look at air AC units from my garage, which means we can maybe start recording stuff again in the near future out there. Because I won't. Very nice. uh, it it can get to be a hundred degrees in that thing because it gets hot. And like, if people have wondered why these fucking shelves are so important to getting the studio set up, it is because I wasn't sure how high up the wall I would have to go to kind of safely put an AC unit that wouldn't get in the way of everything. And, like, yes, you could measure, but to anyone who's ever installed an AC unit before, it's not quite that simple. Like, it comes down to you have to run ducting for it and all that jazz, like, it's... AC's kind of stuck to install, and like, it also needs heat, so the plan is to go, like, with a ductless system, which needs an exchanger, which I can put on my roof and stuff, but, like, it it becomes a whole thing of, like, optimal angles and maximum spread, and it's like, okay, yeah, we, we have this up now, all the shit that was just on the floor of the garage, that can go on the shelves temporarily, so you can actually, like, you know, run cabling, and you now have a better idea of where stuff might wind up being permanently, so you can run Cat six cable because you have to run a Cat six cable from your house up through your crawl space, down into a pipe system you had buried that runs from your house to your garage, and you do that all in one kind of giant continuous run, hypothetically. Yeah. So
0: I'm curious. I remember seeing your like the the, the garage area when I was there. Yep. Um, you said you're putting an AC in there.
1: Yeah, it'll is go on right? the... Uh, so, the previous owner of my house, in all his wisdom, chose to seal my garage, which, on one hand, is a fucking dumb choice, because the gar- he basically turned the garage door part of my garage into a wall. The inside of my garage is drywall, which, for my purposes, is great. For having a garage purposes, is fucking dumb. Yeah, but here we are, kind of thing. So the reason
0: I ask is, like, have you checked to make sure all the electrical wiring in that yes. garage is good? So, um,
1: because
0: I mean, I from what I from my understand, when you have the studio set up, you're gonna have a lot of electronic stuff, yes. plus the AC unit.
1: I got a fridge out there right now. Yeah, like it's so okay. That, so in this work, it's even dumber. I'm, I swear we talked about this when I first bought the house, but maybe not. Um, the previous guy had. Had a full circuit breaker box. I have physical circuits in my garage. Like I have, I, I have switch circuits in my garage. As in, I have a like direct line path from my circuit breaker box directly to that that runs that way. Kind oh. of thing. like I have raw kind of street power running directly to my garage. The issue with this power was it used to cut to so part of the reason to bury these pipes. I have was. Initially, they ran from the house to the garage as a um, just cable swag, meaning like four Mm -hmm. feet off the ground towards the side of my backyard. I just had four power cables very much inside my reach range. Mm. And like, literally, one of the first things I did to the house was have an electrician come through and bury that shit because it's now safe for tall people to walk underneath it. Like, electrocution was a potentially real issue I had going. And that's all done now. Like, the electrical out there is good. Like, it's, it's been running a fridge for over a year and stuff like that. It's fine. It's circuits. It's newer than the rest of the houses electric-wise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, electrical stuff, I kind of knock on wood, fingers crossed on this one. Like, it's very easy to fuck up, but also very easy to not fuck up. Like, it's... Of the many kind of exceedingly complicated things you can do in a house, it's actually not that hard. But, like, if you do it slightly wrong, you will burn a house to the ground. But it's so incredibly easy to do it right, it's pretty easy to do it yourself kind of thing. It's like running Cat 6 Cable. It's incredibly easy to fuck up, but also running Cat 6 Cable isn't actually that hard. It's just Cable at that point.
0: Yeah, okay. Makes sense.
1: It's yeah. I'm not worried about that. Like, I'm more worried about the fact that the cabling, that the the electrical cables at my house, are um, solid core copper, which is great. But also, like, that's some 1920s uh, cabling at that point. Like, I, to put some of the nightmares I have going on in my house, like, I have solid core copper going to outlets that have USBs built into them. Like, that's kind of like dropping a, a hybrid engine into like. 60s mustang if that existed yeah. you could probably do it but like all of like it's the like th- these things were never meant to meet. like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah mm. yeah not even done yet i did one last thing this previous week
0: what else did you do, uh it's there? uh
1: we haven't talked about tabletop games in a fucking long ass time on this podcast but i I know we talked about the weirdnesses a long time ago of trying to find a group in LA and kind of the nightmares I was going through with that. I started my own group. Ultimately, we play on Wednesdays, it seems, and I'm jamming really? that. So yeah, we we had our Starfinder game zero for those not curious what that mean. Not sure what that means. We had a game meeting that wasn't us playing, but going through rule books, getting people's characters set up, and all that jazz. And we won't start this upcoming week, but we will start the week after that. I I think it'll be a fun group. I. We will see what I wind up doing with that. Like, it's many tabletop game podcasts exist out there. I don't know if I'll wind up going down that path, but kind of like how Jeff used to talk about that on this podcast, I'll probably talk about it some moving forward.
0: You should, honestly, like, if they'd be down for it, you can probably capture and then upload it on
1: YouTube. Yeah, or at least do audio recordings or something. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do one kind of campaign first. None of them played Starfinder before, which I know I've talked about on here. Like, so I, I don't like. I have started listening to a bunch of Shadowrun and Cyberpunk podcasts recently because life is a nightmare that I'm not listening to people play a tabletop game. But (laughs) what's the right word for it? I, to make a good one, there's more editing that goes into it that I necessarily have time to do, and. Part of what makes it a good one is not someone explaining the rules every ten seconds, which is what I have to do probably for the first couple rounds.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you're you're it's a new group, so yeah, yeah. that's expected. Still, though, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you got like a local group set up. I uh, I don't know if I ever mentioned, but my coworker, she, uh, she, her husband, and a couple other people do a big D and D thing. I think uh, monthly or something. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because I guess they have they do all their stuff tracking character wise online through some sort of app or they might be app.
1: playing organized play and if, or if they're playing actual D and D the D and D electronic support for it's pretty fantastic
0: yeah they bought some sort of digital one with all the crazy packs and something like that yes
1: okay yeah I think they're playing like it's called like five e or something it's sixth edition I it's there's a name for I just don't know because I don't play D and D I I haven't since like third edition I, it's. I tend to avoid fantasy tabletop games because I find fantasy tabletop games get silly in a not fun way. Mm-hmm. Like it's every bard thinks they're fucking hilarious.
0: You said every bard. Every thinks bard hilarious? thinks they're
1: fucking hilarious.
0: We well, we bards are funny. What?
1: what no, you no, you're not. Part
0: of our charm. Actually, I don't know what class I would play. Like. I d I don't know, I've never thought about putting together a character, yeah. but I do wanna I do wanna join my coworkers at some point and, and play a few games with them. I think it'd be fun. So I don't know. Tabletop games are cool. fun. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I look forward to actually hearing about that. Um uh, so you guys are gonna meet up roughly every well, I know you said this week's not coming up, yeah. But the following I, week.
1: It looks like we're gonna be doing that. We'll see what actually winds up being. Like I I'm I'm not getting my hopes up just yet gotcha but like i the the I, like relationships marriage and cars the first, like the, the most issues happen in kind of tabletop groups within the first like couple like sessions or after several years kind of thing and like if you can get mm-hmm. that sweet spot where if you, if, if you can make it if you can make it through your first campaign and people are kind of comfortable with the game after that, then you can start having a lot of fun and you're a little more stable at that point. And like I to put it in perspective, I wrote a campaign for this that like ends with me killing all the players' characters. And I've been very upfront about that. Where people came in, like, the idea for camp, like, that's cool. Is this a character you want to play long term? Well, yeah, don't make it for this round. Why? I'm going to murder all of your characters. Why? Because <laughs> all of them the first round are going to be terrible. You do not understand the game and Keep this character on life. Like we will make good characters today, like but you will then have time to come up with better backstories. Like once I know all of you, I can write better campaigns. And once you know me, we can kind of work something out that makes it work. But for now, I am going to kill all of your characters in four to six weeks. <laughs> like I'm glad
0: you let them know. Like, you're going to die.
1: I, I it is so many years ago I played with a pretty like prolific D and D group and it is something I learned from him where, like, it, it's the he's like, I'm going to kill your first character. Why? Because your first character should be how you learn to play this game and not something you're like aggressively attached to. He's like, no, no. And if we were doing some campaign that requires you to hold on to that character for months, I have fucked up as a GM because your first character is you not understanding how to min max a character and understand like what makes it a good role playing or what type of balance you need of stuff or what you want out of a character. So you make something unfortunately generic. And that's the point of your first character. Like, it's this min-max, like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna do ranged or melee, I guess I got all this stuff going, blah blah blah, and it's not fun. And then your second character you make after you understand the rules has, like, flaws and personality, and, like, you're like, okay, cool, I'm gonna put a bunch of points into what lets me shoot good, but I'm gonna have, like, a fucking glass arm when it comes to hitting things with melee, but that's fine, because that's now part of who I am as a character kind of thing. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, it's it's a weird concept for people when they've never played a tabletop game before. But I, at least in my experience, I know I know it's controversial. Me just flat out being out here going, "I will murder your first character." I'm intending to. I haven't written into the story all your first characters will die horribly, but it's it's kind of a a lot of hand-holding went into the kind of first characters, and that's how it should be. These, I, I don't want to know everything about your characters when we start playing stuff. I want there to be some mystery. I want them to be yours as opposed to, like, me going, you have to buy armor. Not that armor. Why? Well, it's bad armor. But it's got a cool name. It does have a cool name. For 50 credits more, you can get way better armor. Just saying. Well,
0: I will be following... You. What? What's the, uh team saying in the movie, "I will be following your career with great curiosity." Yeah,
1: it's. I'm excited to be jamming a little bit. I it's. We'll see how it goes. It's been a while. I. Yeah, we may open it up to the public eventually. Right now, it's just me and four or five other people. uh it's. We'll see how many people we wind up actually having. Stick around for it, and then uh, like it, it's at a, it's at a place called Geeky Tees here in LA. That they're cool. They have like. For five bucks, and I get them for free because I'm GMing a group, large enough group. But like, it's they basically charge you a little bit to have their use their space, and it's a good space. And they have like the books there if you want to buy it right off the bat and stuff. I, but yeah, like it's they also have like public event. They have public stuff where it's like, as a GM, you have to now write it so characters can drop in and drop out, which is fine, but you have to be accepting of the fact that like, yo, we got this bullshit hanging around. This guy's gonna show up once and never again. So how yeah, it goes. Cool.
0: So, how many? How how long into the first game before you murder them? Uh, you already told me you're going to murder
1: them. So. It's at most six sessions. So, I have half of the first campaign fully fleshed out. Like, it's... So, I, I, I basically wrote a... I, I, I essentially wrote a video game, like, tutorial level, essentially, too. Like, it, it literally has a repeatable combat encounter... For them to like, if they want to run combat a couple times to get a, to ke- just get better at the gist of it, if that makes sense, uh-huh. like I, it's got way more skill checks than I'll have moving forward. Typically, like so, hell, the first half ends with the chance of hey, do you not like playing your character and or want to play someone else? Cool, they died because there's a little there's a little plot thingy here that sets up the second half. You can just change characters right now if you want. This will not happen in more co- in more complicated campaigns. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, it, I literally have a planet called Basic Training. Tra- it's a uh, uh, what's it BT uh, BTP five or something. It's it's Basic Training Planet Five. But to find that out, you actually have to like ask questions and stuff. Like it's it is as much them getting a sense of what I'll do role playing wise is, is what like what engagement levels. I have to engage on like I have a shit ton of details that are completely unimportant to the quest <laughs> that you can ask about. That like I have a checklist of hey, if you catch this stuff, I'll give you bonuses for it. But if you don't, you've lost nothing. Like I even have a scoring. And part of it's also I like I I played I played Starfinder from the player end. I've not played it yet from the GM end. I don't know if I made the combat encounters too hard. I may have, and that's not good. I think I got the balancing right, but we'll see kind of thing. Like, I have a Scorch card for that to be like, okay, how hard can I actually push these encounter variants and stuff? Like, it's it's neat. It's fun. It's a dance. It's a, it's a dance. Like, and if they're only going to make it like three or four weeks at top six if they play real slow before I kill the characters off. They won't get attached. Gotcha. And it's a cool heroic death.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, well, at least he, at least it's going to be a cool way to go. Like, they don't I, die okay. like
1: punks. They die in a cool way, setting up kind of at least one of the big bads we're going to play around with moving forward. Okay. Yeah, like, I, they're not going to listen to this podcast, so I'll tell you here kind of thing. Like it's, if you could play, if if you could find a way to, like, well, so, actually, they already did it. Kind of like, so, uh, part of what I guess for me made uh, that Star Wars movie, Rebel Rum, uh, Rogue, Rogue One, I think?
0: Rogue One is a great yeah, movie. Yeah, but the fact that
1: it ends with the start of that first Star Wars movie, like, it ends with Vader just murdering his way through that ship, essentially. Like, yeah. that's kind of what I'm going to do with my campaign, where it's the... I, I, I'm intrigued. Like, it's the... Imagine if your first introduction to Vader was that scene where he's murdering through a ship. Like, if you could go back in time, and that was who Darth Vader was you always, And then, like, the second movie you got to watch was Vader being, like, fleshed up. You got, like, 30 seconds of this dude just beasting on an entire crew. That's what I'm going to do, essentially. And then, kind of, the rest of the franchise is about, hey, we have to stop this guy because he's fucking terrifying.
0: (laughs) That actually actually is a good way way to, like, transition. It's
1: a world-building trick, yeah. It's...
0: Yeah, you're essentially taking like the, the, the framework of Rogue One, where yeah. all your main characters are going to fucking die, because that's what happens in that movie anyway. Yeah. And then, shortly after everyone gets fucking wiped out, like, you have this big bad, and then your new campaign's going to start after that. That's actually really
1: brilliant. In a way, yeah. It's, I have to say. It's a cheap story writing technique. It is a somewhat cheap story technique, if you will, but, like, it's.
0: I think it's pretty fucking brilliant. Yeah, it, to be
1: honest it with you. gives you a narrative approach to clearing the board of a bunch of characters. I know one person's at least asked, like, "Hey, can I do something like this?" I'm like, "Yes," and actually, the way this is going to end does set that up. So you can do that. Like it's, uh, I it, like this first campaign we're doing is basically kind of like military grunts because. I don't know. These guys will have to be like, "Hey, do you want to run like a crime syndicate thing? Do you want to run a Firefly kind of thing? Like, what are you looking to do in Starfinder now that we talked about it?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're gonna do a Firefly thing." for the moment. okay. Cool. We can totally do Firefly stuff. That means like the arcs will be, "Hey, you're gonna go do a job or something." Is that it? cool? Cool, everyone. And they're like, "Yeah, cool." I've already had a story that was kind of workable into something like that that I've been dying. I was hoping they were gonna do kind of the Firefly like criminal angle of it because there's some cool stories you can do with that but like I- i'm excited because i get to put russian gangsters in space.
0: <laughs> Nikolai tracked
1: Oh me yeah, in no. Space. It's the-, the-, the their first kind of antagonistic character that will set kind of off the group's misadventures is uh Nikolai Kilmore. <laughs> Wait, Nikolai Kilmore? Yeah. Pronounced Nikolai Kilmer nope. but spelled Kilmore. With only oh, one L.
0: I don't know if I should be afraid of you, like, DMing now. Why? I feel like there's some crazy shit you're going to do with them.
1: Oh, Nikolai is sending you to find his daughter that may or may not be a clone and, like, the 332nd clone of his, like, insane, druggy daughter that may or may not have been on life support for the last century. That he's just been cloning nonstop because the guy is so fucked up and rich. He doesn't understand what he's doing is wrong, and you're going to track her <laughs> through a variety of increasingly fucked up scenarios, ending in potentially her death. And then you bring bringing back her head, and that when he's talking about you to go get his daughter, he's talking about how like this was the good clone. This is what wasn't fucked up, and addicted to drugs genetically or something like that. That might be the rough plot of the Nikolai kills uh, the Kilmore story. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> it might end with the with the local police of the planet you're on. Framing you for his murder, thus why you have to go on the run and can't take real jobs and have to take kind of outlaw gigs. You
0: know what, touche, sir, touche. I, 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 you put a lot of thought.
1: Into I like doing this. It's, I, I like telling stories. I, you know me. I collect stories and shit like that. I like telling them and I like tabletopping because, is why I play video games is to do cool shit. I get to write the yeah. cool shit for tabletop games. Like it's it's fun. I, I can be a good GM. I wish I understood rules better occasionally, but from a story and or chances to role play angle, I'm a good GM. Hmm. Yeah.
0: It's a shame I'm all the way up here in Oregon.
1: I, it's I, I run a hell of a campaign and I'm allowed to. Like I, it's the, the the group I used to play with, the guy that ran it is running my idea which was because they they're running Starfinder right now. They ran fantasy stuff for years. So, what he started doing was his campaign started off with all of their players on a fantasy planet, and they just got abducted by aliens. And that's how they wound mm-hmm. up in space doing uh, kind of uh, Starfinder stuff. But like they he had this whole like the group I played with is still more or less intact minus me. And they're like, we want to do Starfinder. We're sick of fantasy And He's like, okay, cool. And he made them play through like three or four sessions of some of the worst, intentionally so fantasy stuff he's ever written. But, like, and they weren't sure what the fuck was going on, because, like, we want to play Starfinder, we don't want to play Pathfinder. So, go, just let me get to this, it'll be fine. And at the end, it was revealed this, like, this dark witch tower they were climbing was actually a spaceship that crash-landed on this kind of feral, like, feudal world thing. And the, like, shrieking siren sound they heard at night was actually a distress beacon, and they just straight-up murdered a space captain and his crew and his defense bots thinking they were a demon and a warlock because what the fuck would like feudal people know of space weapons and shit like that, get abducted by kind of like a rescue team and they're like, um, so we can't take you back and uh, yeah, technology. (laughs) That's the type of campaigns I'm used to, so it's natural for me to go the paths I'm going. I wish you were here for this too, you would have a lot of fun running my campaigns.
0: Yeah, it sounds really fucking interesting, I gotta say. Yeah. Like, I'm intrigued by this.
1: No, and that's a, what you were touching on. Like, I, we talked about it a while back, and I think my arm was fucked up. Um, I was playing what's called Organized Play, Starfinder, and Organized Play is fine. It's cool. It's streamlined. It's not the open-ended weirdness I like playing when it comes to tabletop games. I would much rather have to meet with the same people and kind of hang out with friends than compete in a more organized manner. Yeah. Like I-, I want the GM being like, and because I made this combat encounter, you all survive miraculously somehow. I don't want to have to <laughs> fuck with my story just yet. Whoops. <laughs> 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 made that boss a little too hard, didn't I? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's fun. I there's a website called Roll20 that I if we could get more people hypothetically involved in it, we could do like remote. Uh, tabletop games too it's set up yeah, to run the I, shit
0: I, I believe I've heard of that one
1: before. and part of me almost thinks that would be the better one to record and like put out there as a podcast because there's no visual aspect to it at that point that you're missing mm. but yeah I don't know it, it, it would make recording it hypothetically easier too because you're all centralized at that point Makes sense. yeah, but, yeah we're getting, I'm, I'm ramping up on that too we'll see how it goes Hoping it goes well. What have you been up to?
0: Um, not much else. Just kind of here, uh, doing my thing. Uh, mainly the WoW grind. That's been the biggest thing right right now. We just actually stepped into Eternal Palace this week and we down to Jara and Normal. Uh, we're 7 out of 8 on Heroic right now, but we're probably going to extend rating this week. What's all this
1: weird-ass drama around the world first thing? Like, I've not in our news. Oh,
0: so you don't know any? So I'll save that for the news. But I'll give you an interesting uh, rundown on that one. I, actually, I was it... wondering.
1: I, I didn't want to bring it up because it was super wow specific. Talk but... about it here, then. Like uh, it's it's been okay. all over the gaming sites I go to, where it's like, what the fuck is controversial about a world first? Like either you're world first or you're not. It's not.
0: The, it's not the world first competition. It's the broadcasting of the world first competition. Huh. So. So, okay, so in the past, uh I believe it was method uh was working with Red Bull, and they were streaming the world first race from their part, like from their race, sure, um which is new because before the top kills never streamed their I their think thank
1: destiny for this actually'cause that was a that, that's a big thing in the destiny world, which has led to some problems where it's like, okay, so it's actually easier for many teams to start several months after, or not a month, but like a couple hours after the other ones and just burn through shit fresh that other people have already figured out for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what's interesting about this whole thing is, in the past, um, you had uh, who was it? Yeah, I believe it was Method. They were streaming the World First Race at like a Red Bull headquarters sure. thing. So it was a super product, like super professional production. They had commentators, and to be honest with you, I think it started with Old Deer, but it got a lot of like a lot of attention. And in yeah. fact, like Blizzard was actively watching and you had like other guilds were like, you know what, we're gonna do the same thing. And so other guilds started streaming their attempts and you had this massive competition going on between the World First, which as a non super hardcore WoW player, you never really got to experience and see. Yeah. So watching them kind of adapt and do their things and the strategies and all that was really fucking cool. Um, so, for year, and then recently for Battle of Zalor, which is the second raid that we had for uh, the new expansion here, Battle for Azeroth, yeah. you had Method working with Red Bull. So recently, I guess, for the third time around, the controversy lies in the fact that um, Red Bull was trying to put in a bid to own the idea of the World First Race as a kind of ownership, like, as an actual event.
1: Oh, yeah, you can't do that.
0: Which means that uh, only Red Bull would be the, like, actual official sanctioned party in doing the Race to World First events. So, Method and these guys had a big falling out because of it, and so they chose not to stream with Red Bull this year. Um, There are two other big guilds who are signed on to be part of the Red Bull race thing, and that is, I think it's Limit, and then another guild, Pulse, or something like that, I forget. But, um, yeah, so they don't like the idea, Method doesn't like the idea that um, a non, like, actual player, or player base, or group, Mm -hmm. wants to take ownership of the event. So, they're proposing, like, If we do anything like that, it should be only the actual people who play, like who raid and do that should have like an actual say in yeah. Like how how it's run, as opposed to having a company like Red Bull that doesn't have anybody who actually is fucking competing owning and saying this is how it's supposed to
1: be No, I'm with them on that one, yeah. Yeah.
0: So that was kind of the big controversy right now with that. Is essentially there that it's it does it's not sitting well with people. So, uh, right now, uh, that seems to be what's going on with that whole thing. It's not exactly sure, like, well, from what I'm hearing, not exactly sure how it's going to pan out in the future, but for this one, Method's not playing with Red Bull on this one. They're going to stream on their own channels. Uh, Limit, and I believe the other guild is going to be streaming on the Red Bull stuff. So there'll be coverage throughout the whole event, but yeah. It's just they didn't want to work with Red Bull on this one, so, um, which is going to be interesting. Considering in the future you may have issues with like, like it, it, I think it's kind of happened like this. Something similar is with like you had streamers putting on tournaments like for Fortnite, um, but ultimately like Epic stepped in and put a kibosh on that because people were winning money prizes in that. So, which is kind of a weird situation I was hearing and. The only people who actually have any say in canceling those kind of things would be Blizzard themselves because they own the actual game. Yeah. So, but they like the World First streaming tournaments. So.
1: Who knows? Yeah. We don't know exactly I, what's going to happen. Yeah, with Yeah. Like, Bungie but. leans into it for Destiny. Where they actually they like have made emblems for like the first like if you can get clear the raid in the first 24 hours, you get an emblem and stuff. And like they made belts, yeah. like actual wrestling belts for World First for the various raids. They gave it at Guardian Con last weekend.
0: Yeah, that's actually pretty fucking yeah. cool, I gotta say. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's kind of it's it's kind of this situation right now, which is really like I said just kind of interesting that this is where they're going with all this. So, but yeah, that seems to be what's going on.
1: Yeah, cause I it, I only scanned it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how the hell can Red Bull try and buy something that you can't really buy? Like, that's. This, in theory, belongs to Blizzard,
0: right? Yeah, it, it's a weird situation, but like, I think I, I'm I'm hearing the side of Method so far. I haven't really heard anything from Red Bull's part. I just know they're putting on something with two other guilds.
1: Right well, that's the thing too. Like, it's one of those ones where it's like, if you could do Red Bull presents the race to World First, that would mm-hmm. make more sense. The idea of Red Bull owning the event that seems weird. The concept of World First, and while like, no, I'm pretty sure Blizzard owns that slash why are you talking to streamers and not blizzard
0: yeah like I said it's a whole uh, it's a whole situation
1: apparently yeah
0: but um we'll see I will be tuning in and watching the this whole competition cause I I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued I really like this raid it is a phenomenal raid yeah. so I'm really looking forward to watching this so um but yeah uh far as my own rating goes i've been pretty busy doing that uh hoping to get mythic oh not mythic uh, hoping to get heroic queen azara down this week nice so our guild can claim week one ahead of the curve which is an achievement for killing heroic uh before the new raid or before the next raid expansion tier or whatever so um have you been following any of that story as far as no sorry um have been following any of it, right? No. So, really quick, just to kind of give you a little brief rundown: uh, we go down to Nazjatar and fight Ajara in her palace, which turns out to be a Titan facility holding a certain old god prison. And we broke the chains, and Nazath is officially broken free. Hmm. This is the first actual old god who is officially. 100% essence has been broken free. It's not like Cthulhu or Yog-Sothoth or any of those because they were technically not exactly the actual being themselves. We're only fighting a fraction of what they are because they're technically sealed away. So, um we officially broke the change chains for Nazoth and so he's technically free. So, uh, What is Nazoth like remind me? he's an old God. Okay. So the old original old gods in, wow, there was Yogg Saran. There was, uh, C'thun, uh, Yash, Yashiraz, which I forget. It was like, he, he was the one from the Pandarian expansion. Mm. He was like the Shah of something, but they, they called him a Shah, like a Shah of anger or something weird like that. But, um, he was technically an old God. Um, He's the only Old God that's actually been killed by the Titans on Azeroth. So he's gone, at least that's the idea, but his essence has kind of remained, so to speak, around there. But um, yeah, it looks like we probably will be dealing with the Old Gods next expansion. There's there's a lot of rumors flying around right now, and I figured I'd run... I, I, since we're going to talk about it, I'll bring it up real quick. So um, now that the Nazoth is gone... Um, which is kind of falling into place with some stuff that was laid out from a boss fight back in Legion, very early in Legion. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was like an old god-esque kind of tree we fought, mm-hmm. and he had a bunch of quotes that basically have all come true. Like, uh, the Diamond King has been made upon being that, um, what's his name? <sighs> he's a dwarf that's now made of diamonds. He's thought he's been listening to uh, he thought he was listening to Azeroth because she was in pain because of all this, but it turns out it was Nazoth basically telling the player to build up their heart of Azeroth, and then it turns out we used all that building up and energy to break the chains, not knowing exactly what was going on. So we basically got fucking played, uh, is what it sounds like. And was it? I think one of the lines that people are really contemplating on what's going to be is, at the dawn of her third death, uh, we shall rise. So, when Ashara dies a third time, we're pretty sure that'll bring on the black. Uh, what do they call it? The black empire. So, I think the next expansion is going to be a full-on old god expansion. At least that's the rumor right now. With possible um, full, like full revamp of the continent, where everything's infected with old god Nilotha-esque
1: huh. type of. We found more landmasses. With- How? Shut up.
0: Well, that's the thing. There's only so much landmass you can find. So they're thinking the next one might be they just do a full-on revamp of the continent, kind of like they did with Cataclysm.
1: Mm.
0: And everything will be old. That went over
1: so well.
0: Yeah. I mean, that one didn't... Yes and no, because there's a big issue with the leveling, but I think if they do the whole thing and then there's another rumor flying around that they'll do it similar to Elder Scrolls Online, where it doesn't matter where you go, you can level up in any continent and any section ever. Doesn't matter. That's it'll
1: all cool, I guess I I don't know. I always hated I that was one of the things I hated when I came back to WoW was the You can level anywhere and I'm like, that's cool. That's not what I want. Like I want to be forced through the story of these zones. Maybe, I don't know, balance your zones so I can do the full story of a zone and then get the fuck out in appropriate time.
0: Well the problem with that is like since the story itself has changed, you could be doing, for example You could be bouncing around between areas where technically Deathwing is dead. And then in this one, Deathwing's alive. And then it's a weird clusterfuck. You are touching
1: on the problem they made for themselves when they were like, yo, we're setting all of Cataclysm in the existing lands. Okay. And we're changing things forever. Okay. And Deathwing's back. Okay. Okay. Why can't this be a new set of locations that have story-specific stuff to that? Well, because then Deathwing will be alive and dead. Why isn't he just alive in the areas for low-level characters that chronologically their time span, he's not dead yet? Or, you take the Destiny approach where it's like, yeah, cool people did some shit. Catch up, scrub.
0: There is something like that added now, but not, like, fully implemented. Like, okay, so... The area where AQ-20 and AQ-40 are yeah. The zone Syphilis or whatever it's called. Yeah. Technically, there's two versions of it that currently exist in the game. There's the original Sythilis and then the one where um, the Titan drew his sword through the planet. And what you do is you go talk to a member of the Bronze Dragonflight and she teleports you between both before and after. So you can see the it's the same zone, but it's both versions of it and it's just like hey we can travel back to the time before this happened and you can go back in time and see what it looks like there and then you can talk to the NPC and go back forward and see what the zone looks like now so it's kind of implemented like that
1: that's how it should be across the board
0: I personally think that would be fucking great um, if they did something like that but um, yeah certain zones have that like uh, that one for sure has it and there's a few others, but I can't recall off the top of my head. Oh, Undercity. Undercity still has the old Undercity, and then you can talk to the bronze Dragonflight member there, and they will take you to the current Undercity, which is completely destroyed. Hmm. So... Yeah, there's a... There is some kind of... That's it, I mean, I won't say... I guess it's phasing in the way, but not exactly phasing, because it puts you in two different zones, technically.
1: So. It's... That's fine, I guess, in my book. My my point is more like, there's gotta be some way, and like, maybe capital cities make it harder, but also at the same time. I... I understand the idea of get characters up the max level as fast as possible, but also, like, if you want people to care about their characters, you have to go through the stories, you have to have the shared experiences, and that's not what WoW is anymore, I guess. like That's...
0: I agree. It's kind of this weird situation. um, But yeah, so that's what's going on. with that. I think I covered everything on that <laughs>
1: one. This has been uh, Charlie and Alex talk about the things they are compulsively playing like addicts right now, Block. We apologize. Yeah, Normal I, video game coverage will come back I don't know, fucking sometime.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately uh, I wanted to stream this week but I couldn't stream for too long because I had a lot of really weird I... I... I think my computer is finally starting to show its age. Mm. Cuz there was like I had some pretty laggy shit going on when I was fighting a few bosses cuz there's so much going on in the background. So it's I think I might be the computer starting to age a little bit.
1: So. What do you think the faulty point is? Graphics card or what? CPU? Mm.
0: I think I might be cuz the graphics card is fine. It's not a big issue. Um I think the CPU is starting to show its age. So might be time to get me one of those new AMDs. Which have you have you follow any hot computer? Hardware I only stuff care about it when end? I'm
1: actually looking for parts.
0: Okay, um, there is some really good shit coming out of uh, AMD right now,
1: and I guess I've also heard that to... there's some problems with some of them.
0: Yeah, it was a driver issue with uh, some of the motherboards themselves, but that'll get patched, and that's fine. Um, there was what is it? So, right now, if you buy an AMD high end processor, it's better than the Intel ones uh, for some games. And if you stream and play, AMD wipes them out across the board.
1: Hmm. So, at least that's what I'm hearing. That sounds, like a, that sounds like a real problem, potentially.
0: Yeah. And it's $100 cheaper than the Intel one. Yeah. Like, they're consistently putting out better numbers for a smaller price point. So, Intel will either have to drop its prices. Or figure some shit out.
1: Well, the Intel stuff also was older at this point. They haven't made a new chip in, God, three, four years at this point, I think.
0: No. They have a new thing uh, now? They've had stuff, stuff recently for a while. I thought the i7s
1: were the last thing they put out.
0: No, they have i7s and an i 9 I did not know that. Yeah, no, there's, their processors have been kept up pretty, they're fairly good, but right now, the price point and everything, AMD is better across the Yeah, board.
1: I, I will eventually have to buy new parts for my computer once it's up and running again. Like Not in the near future anytime since that thing's pretty future-proof. I think I... I'm increasingly convinced I will probably make the switch to AMD for a bunch of that stuff, just because I, I had a bunch of that kind of memory-bleeding issue with the Intel initially.
0: Yeah. Well, you also had a bunch of issues with Intel where had exploits and they had to in order for you to patch it you had to drop the power mm-hmm. on your processor so there's a whole mess
1: with that right yeah
0: yep that's what it looks like um like I said it'll be interesting to see uh what that race looks like right now but I I'm kind of uh I'm kind of happy with amd finally coming back it's been a long time it's been a couple of years since amd has been like competitive price point wise and power
1: wise yeah I the one thing I'm curious about is they just announced those new, um, NVIDIA GT super cards that apparently the two thousand sixty for that thing is just dumb. Like everything about Uh it's like, why the fuck would you make this? This is cheaper than several quote on paper, better cards, but more powerful than all of them. Actually, like you've successfully kind of invalidated your entire, like 1080 and some of the 280 stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: or 2080s i guess technically i don't know yeah never had um, amd graphics card stuff i don't think so i would be afraid to make the leap
0: i'm i i mean i like mine
1: personally. yeah I, it's, I just never had it before and i'm used to i guess the nuances that are nvidia and that's not a reason not to pick better technology but i'm always like when it comes to parts part of my brain's always like what if we stuck with the evil we knew <laughs> We hate updating the video graphics cards or the drivers but we're used to the process behind it so Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know, we'll see, but it's this kind of competition makes me so Yeah. Um oh in real life news, it took an entire year, but someone in Oregon finally told us we should go back to California.
1: Oh, what was, I, I saw about that on the Facebook. So, what was the um, occasion? So, we were at a gas station
0: uh, filling up, and the attendant kind of was curious about our area code. And we told him we were from LA. And I mean, every once in a while, we'll have somebody who kind of like, oh, you're from LA kind of thing. But they're always really nice about it. Like, this guy was kind of just being like, oh man, like it's pretty bad out there sometimes. Like, stays on fire i'm like yep no it happens like it is what it is but like we like it up here and it's really nice he's like well up here we got a couple rules we like to keep our trees and i'm like yep no that's why we love it up here and so that guy was being cool um and so it's just a friendly little teasing banter or whatever um there was a guy who pulled up getting gas and i guess he misheard what we were saying because we were saying we like it up here and he was like, Well, if you don't like it, you should go back where you came from. And it's like, What? And the gas station said, I'm like, No, no, no. They, they want to be up here. So Mandy wasn't having it any it. She's like, That's lovely. Have a nice day. And just fucking took off. So, yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it's California gets a bad gripe sometimes. But hey, I came up here. I pay my taxes. I do my thing. But I, and it's funny, I went an entire year before it finally happened. So not horrible. It's not but... your tourists. Uh, well, we we're driving around in a car with organ plates.
1: <laughs> yeah, tourists. Like you oh. you have rental cars at that point.
0: Ah. Uh, fair enough. But well, yeah, I don't know. I just think like if you're not part of a conversation in the first place, maybe you shouldn't fucking stick your head in it. No.
1: Alright, well, if, if we're if we're done, telling you to leave the place you now live in, it's time for news.
0: Uh yeah, I think so
1: slow news week it is and it isn't so we're gonna save our more news news for the end and um kind of burn some quick ones right off the bat uh psychonauts has been pushed to 2020 now it's got that fancy microsoft publisher i'm not totally surprised by this fact but i fig people remember fig people the people that help like not co-fund but like co-finance that game are real upset about this because it means they're not going to get their money back anytime soon or to return investment, if you will. But I know I am sad because I just want to fucking play Psychonauts 2 at this point. (laughs) I I am increasingly also concerned where it's like Psychonauts 2, what is Psychonauts 2 in the modern era? It's been like 12 years. Does Psychonauts hold up? Yeah. Would you love it as much now? No. It's the fact it's unfinished that makes you yearn for it. Yeah, 3D Realms lost their um that that lawsuit of um Iron Maiden versus Iron Maiden. I said Ion for the first one, so I didn't pronounce it well enough. Uh, the they brought to them, brought against them by the people that own Iron Maiden, some kind of have copyright stuff, alleging that names were too similar would cause brand confusion. They were trying to kind of ride the rails, if you will, of Iron Maiden's actual success. That game is now called, let me put the name for you, got renamed, um, <laughs> Ion Fury. I yeah. I still don't think this game looks cool.
0: It's made on an old engine, and like, I don't know, like, don't get me wrong, I like, I mean, technically side-scrollers are kind of old engine-esque games, but. I don't know, man. Trying to write on the successor of Duke Nukem when the last Duke Nukem game was absolute dog shit. It wasn't made by them, though, either. It
1: was made by Gearbox, so...
0: it doesn't matter. It's the perception of the game itself.
1: Yeah. I think this is more trying to ride, um... God, what was that uh, that game called? Strafe? Where it's like, we're going back to the early Hmm. 90s. Ah, Ow. Remember back when first-person shooters used to be like this? They were never like this. This actually handles well, but has the old graphics. We know gore factor that's just pixelated blood. Yeah, yeah.
0: Huh. I don't know. I'm interested to see. Like, I do. I, I. I mean, I don't know. I'm still pretty hurt over Duke Nukem, so I'm. I'm still a little so cautious on the franchise okay. itself.
1: So. We got an email about this. Maybe we did. Maybe I was just watching something. Yeah. Sorry. Maybe I was just watching something about this. Uh, do you think Duke Nukem Forever was a success or a failure from a financial standpoint.
0: Well, I mean, considering they spent over 10 years on just trying to get it together and all so that, I think it was a failure, wasn't was it? Was not
1: Because remember, Gearbox is the ones that made that, and they did not spend 10 years on it. Like, I, I guess kind of like money-to-effort ratio wise for that game, it did really well financially, it turns out. Really? Yeah.
0: That's right Well,
1: because a lot of people bought it because fucking Duke Nukem Forever's actually out let's join the meme, ha ha ha, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like, we've talked about this. Even if you ironically buy something at $60, you still fucking bought something at 60 fucking mm-hmm. dollars. Yeah.
0: That's true. Yeah. I mean, shit, technically EA games, or, well, like the NBA games or NFL, whatever, yeah. the Madden games, are kind of dog yeah, shit. Yeah,
1: but they do roll... Real-
0: they still do really and well. But they're
1: also not dog shit to a certain group of people that are looking for what that game is. Like I I, yeah, I, I think Giant just... Bomb put it really well. They were talking about how they're like, yeah, maybe this have truck sticks. Pause. We don't know if truck sticks are actually a thing you want in sports games or not, because like, we don't play them. We got no fucking clue. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. I mean,
0: cool. I guess. I, I guess I'll see yeah. how it looks. Back to Ion Maiden, though, I don't game think game. either
1: of us actually ca- care about Ion Maiden or now Ion Fury. It's. I keep forgetting 3D realms exist. Every time that I'm reminded they do, I'm like, oh, right. How?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. Maybe, if anything, this was a good boost in, like, visual. Because I never maybe, heard inquired this, yeah. in this lawsuit. So maybe in a way it was a good yeah, boost. Yeah, maybe. In, uh, That'd be that
1: funny. Get your uh, underground indie hits, like, publicity by getting in fights with large record labels and shit. Like always yeah, no we're gonna change it, the name of this eventually, but we wanna get the news cycle out there being like, yo, this game's edgy. It's taking it to the man.
0: Yeah. Like I said, in the way that would work, it'll be it's that no press is bad press, or what do they call it?
1: Yeah, that's that's generally the phrase, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that'll work.
1: Yeah, I this next news, I was hoping Henry was going to be here because I suspect he has more thoughts about the um, TurboGrafx 16 Mini than either of us will because I'm still not totally sure I get what the hell this thing is aside for a throwback console of some kind. But I.
0: It's, it's another throwback console yeah. in true like Nintendo or Mini and Sega Mini and all that. It's pretty much what it is. I mean. You go down the list, and it's just—that's it totally fair. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, we 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 have a list of all the games. They're an impressive group of name uh, games. Uh, uh, I, I'm sad, for me, like some of the names I recognize. after, like Bomberman. I'm like, yeah, that's a game I know. No Anderson in playing it ever.
0: Yeah, there's one that looks like it's a Dracula game. Probably. Yeah, it's a Castlevania game. Huh. Rondo of Blood. Is actually coming to the TurboGrafx. But it also just Akumajo, came to Dracula, um, PS4 because no it got Rondo? bundled
1: with. Uh, what's it called? Yeah,
0: yeah. They, got, they got bundled with the Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Yeah, that's what this is. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's on there. A few Bomberman games. Uh, One on here that's to note Snatcher, which is a Hideo Kojima Cyberpunk. But you can
1: play a bunch of places already.
0: Yeah.
1: I think GOG yeah. has a pretty well running version of that game or something. Oh, that's...
0: Yeah. I mean, who won... Not... And the thing is, though, there's a bunch of games in here that are fucking... I, in Japanese. I, I
1: put this on here for Henry, which he's sadly not here to have reactions to because this is the kind of stuff he often cares significantly more about than either of us do. Like, I I, I had to look up what a TurboGrafx was because my brain could not place it for a second when I first read about this. Like, yeah. like oh, it's so, that I, thing.
0: I don't recognize any of these uh any of these games other than the one I, I, I don't Google think I, I
1: think the answer to that is nor should you but
0: yeah definitely before my time yeah, and I'm an old man
1: <laughs> At least compared to me yeah yeah <laughs> indeed um uh because I find it funny there's a bunch of conspiracy theories floating around right now about the tribute hall from um uh, destiny Two out of the tribute hall we talked about this way earlier. It's a fun conspiracy bouncing around right now that's a mix of, like, it's finally kind of the shooting range people have wanted for that game for a long time, but also, maybe it serves a darker, more sinister function of depleting us of all our materials to get shit unlocked in that thing. Who knows? Dun dun dun. Um Yeah, exactly. But I do love a good Harmless gaming conspiracy theory, but in kind of actual news territory. Uh, first off, we have Evo registration has closed. This in itself is not news, but kind of coupled with a variety of weird, con- not weird's the wrong word, but uh, controversial to some conversations this year about maybe next year Street Fighter not being the headliner and Smash winning. Like that should be the headliner thing, and people's reactions to that, and all that jazz. We're going to talk about this some, because I think it bears talking about Like, I, obviously coming off Evo last year the obvious choice would have been uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, or whatever the hell it's actually called. The, the Dragon Ball Fighter game we all thought was cool as shit last year. I personally think it should have been KI back when KI was cool, because that game was hype as shit to watch, but I get it. I'm super glad Marvel vs. Capcom isn't around to Take this, because good lord that's how you make—that's how you make people stop watching Evo. Yeah, I uh,
0: actually. Look, sorry, let me change that. Registration closes today. Okay, so it's closing. But as it closes of today. at eight. Yeah, eight p.m. It closes. It looks like so. You have until eight p.m. to uh to register. It looks like it says July fourteenth at eight p.m. Pacific, and get
1: wrecked. So. I love the idea of some like secret super player being like, "Should I go to Evo this year? I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't." Like 7:50 rolls around, doing it. I'm going to Evo and showing up and just like murdering his way through the crowd. Yeah, not actually murdering because there was a the threat about that last year, but just like dominating a bracket to start to finish. Where it's like, he might have noticed I wasn't going to be here this year. Glad I came. It's cool, I guess. When's Marvel?
0: <laughs> Marvel's
1: dead. Yeah. Yep. And so, uh, we don't really talk about Evo kind of in pre-senses, but we got nothing to talk about this week in some ways. Uh, we we have some news that kind of makes me go, okay, what the fuck, Smash Community, this week. Like, Do you feel comfortable with Smash Community being the headliner for Evo? Because I sure as fuck don't.
0: Honestly, based off the num the number of registers like registrants, plus kind of the, I think like Smash usually gets pretty consistent.
1: Yeah, those, it, like it, it, it gets views.
0: It gets views. Like, like I mean, hell, Street Fighter has been the headliner for years, and Street Fighter has not had the most views compared oh, yeah, to no, some I, of the I other. I don't games. think
1: either of us disagree. Maybe it's time for Street Fighter not to be the headliner.
0: Yeah. Which is interesting, because, I mean, Evo was kind of started as a Street Fighter. Sure, but it was also started it back when
1: Street together. Fighter was, like, the fighting game. I don't mean, like, the as in top. I mean, like, the as in there weren't that many fighting games.
0: Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. We don't know yet exactly who, uh... We don't know exactly who is going to be the, uh, the actual headliner, but it was just interesting because there was a poll put out um, saying, well, there was a poll put out by Mr. Wizard, who uh is one of the big guys who runs Evo, who kind of just said, "Hey, who should be the final game on Sunday?" And if you look at the poll results, Smash Ultimate won with fifty-eight percent. Second place was Tekken, seven with twenty-six percent. Third was Street Fighter Five with twelve percent, and then Blaze Blue, uh, Cross, whatever Blaze Blue Cross Tekken or Cross. With tag, whatever it's called, at 4%. So, those are the four games that are going to be playing on Sunday for the finals. And, I don't know, I mean, the numbers say Smash Ultimate right now.
1: Yeah,
0: and That was a poll of 67,000 67, people. I know, I, it's...
1: Yeah, I just hate the Smash community. Hate's the wrong word. I. Ultimate is better than Melee, but there's always, like, if there's some weird shit that comes out of a major fighting game competition, why does it always come out of Smash?
0: I don't know. I've seen a lot of dumb shit that's come out of some oh, other it's hype. Plenty, stuff like, uh, but like
1: Marvel. no one's walking around going like, man, Tekken players gotta bathe more. As no, a blanket statement. Because they're adults. Yeah, I... <laughs> Maybe that's it. Was bathing a thing you didn't want to do as a kid? Because I do not get that when it comes to Smash. It's like, yeah, the no, stank makes me more I powerful mean... at this game. Does
0: it? No, I was kind of fucking lazy. Kid though, so I didn't sometimes I just didn't want. As an adult, I shower every fucking day. Fuck that. Yeah man, I don't know, dude. It's uh I mean you have the stereotype of the smelly smash
1: kids It's not stereotype, it's a reality. The- like
0: I know. I know. But then you also have like the whole thing with uh like Marvel and the thuggery quote unquote stuff that happens and all that. Like you've had some pretty hype fucking like, was there actual moments.
1: thuggery in Marvel or was that Capcom just being racist?
0: No, it was Marvel. I never really saw it in like in in Street Fighter. You wouldn't see it.
1: I I weren't being necessarily just attached to Marvel. I remember just being kind of Capcom was like thuggery rules and you're like what the fuck? Yeah,
0: so I don't know. Um honestly, man, like I think I I think Street Fighter has done well. But at this point, I mean, it's it's time for uh time for a
1: new yeah. Uh, I don't think either of us disagree to with ride. that. It's like I I only bring this up like this is our lead into like just this week one of the top, if not the top. I don't quite get the situation of kind of where ally ranks and all this stuff. Like one of the top smash pl- smash ultimate players has kind of like got booted for not clear exactly what the relationship was, but having an exceedingly inappropriate relationship with a minor. Yeah. Oof. And we're not talking like an 18-year-old dating a 16-year-old, which is problematic unto itself. We're talking like a 28-year-old dating a 16-year-old.
0: Yeah, that's... That's... Like, this dude... uh, God, it just reminds me of that dude from the Overwatch League a couple months ago. What was his name? I don't... You know, whatever his name is, fuck him. I'm not going to ignore Yeah, him. At, like... He's a in,
1: shit human being. Let's give it some points here where it's like, the guy got out there and said, I'm retiring because, like, this feels like the right thing to do. But also then, like, a day later, or two days later, it got, like, officially <laughs> sanctioned, and, like, they're like, fuck no, you're out, lifetime ban kind of thing. Where it's like, did you just get ahead of the ban? Like, is the... Like, that's what it that's sounds That's really like. what it, it, it is- sounds like, and that makes it worse, where it's like, no, no, I'm admitting my mistakes, they're going to come out in a couple of days anyway, but if I own them, y'all won't be as angry about this, and I guess the YouTubers I follow that follow Smash pretty aggressively have been dead silent on this one. Like, it's, it is one of those ones where, like, okay, you've talked a lot of shit about how Smash is the future, what do you got to say about this one, Keith crew?
0: Yeah. Where are you no, at, I, motherfucker? They should, they should immediately be denouncing this fucking dude and saying that, like, this guy is dog shit, like, this is this is fucking horrible. Yeah. Like, you know, what this reminds me of. This reminds me, like, at some point during the Me Too movement, you had a situation with Kevin Spacey, where he got ousted and was like, "I mean, guys, I'm coming out the closet as gay," yeah. as to kind of like, kind of like somehow soften the blow on it. Like, no, you're still a horrible human being yep. for doing that. That doesn't erase it.
1: I fucking watched something recently that was like it was a bunch of people that got really outed as horrible people during all that stuff doing interviews that have not aged well where it's like uh, out of it's like with the context of the modern era this sentence is something we should have been concerned about back then yeah like you flat out have Kevin Spacey saying oh I try it's like I target people that seem afraid and confused in the acting world. You're like, that is far more sinister now.
0: Yeah. No, 100%. And so, yeah, I think he got warned ahead of time that this was going to go yeah. down, and he decided to go... It's, it, it's it's that standard corporate, you can either get fired or you can choose to resign. And yeah. Leave, which is so fucking shady regardless. Like, I don't care what avenue it's coming yeah. from. Especially when it involves, like, so I don't know if I've ever told you, but it really fucking irks me when people like do shit to kids. Yep.
1: Like as it like,
0: should. And stuff, it really fucking irks me. Especially because like I work with like Extra Life and do all that. So I work with children's charities. I love working with kids. I work for the school district. Um and yeah, you know, like out of context, I'm sure that would sound weird from fucking fat dude who says he likes working with kids, but I mean, it's just like it sucks that this is where we're at pass- but that sounds weird. Exactly. Yeah. No, I agree. It it sucks. I can't, you know, like it's annoying. And so when you have people who are fucking predatory and scumbaggy like this, it just really irks me. That's why this guy is I he's human scum. Like that Overwatch guy who was predatory to those fucking kids also a fucking Dumbag. And frankly, if you're one of those people, like you're a garbage human being and I want nothing to do with you. Yeah. So I think personally though, the way Smash community's handling it, like that they're banning him, good. But they should also, like, all these people should be fucking denouncing this guy. And you're saying that these guys are all the big Smash Twitter people who are being really fucking silent. About I it? the ones I That's kind
1: of keep peripheral knowledge of. Like I don't know what the general reaction has been, but like I I, I follow Keith's like his videos typically and like his defense of the EVO finals last year were like, if you didn't watch last year's Smash two years ago, the, the Smash Ultimate finals that were Bandana versus Bandana, that were a fucking joke to watch. Like, and maybe that's why I'm like, you should not have Smash headline EVO because I remember that like, tournament where it was like some casual, like, someone jumped off a stage to reset the score so it was an even match. Like, it wasn't competitive. It was a boo worthy, like, man, this is shameful money is on the line like this doesn't even look fixed this is fucked and part of the video he's like well Ally wasn't there or something and I'm like okay Ally's not going to be there again this year what gives motherfucker
0: yeah I mean so here's the sticky situation is it fair to basically shut down an entire scene that didn't really have anything to do with that no, whole
1: it's not, relationship, but relationship though? No, it's like I'm not condemning it as part I mean, of that, but I think it's that,
0: Yeah. I mean if they condemn it and stand out against it, then yeah, that's cool. But like if they if they're like, hey, you know, it happens, no, that would be absolutely fucking stupid. Yeah. So I mean hell, I mean how many dramas have a couple years ago there's a drama with infiltration from Street Fighter who apparently used to hit his ex wife, which I, I forgot what happened with that, but I guess it turned out to not be true or something. Yeah. From what I last heard, I could be wrong. I mean, at that point, are we shutting down the entire Street Fighter scene because of
1: the actions of one
0: person? Like,
1: Yeah, I don't I'm not saying shut down the scene, but like this is not even the like, if this was within like the first incident involving Smash, I'd be like, this sucks, but like we shouldn't condemn the scene. This shit keeps happening! To take it to, like, more comical extremes because it's depressing as fuck, if there is a fight in a hotel where people are literally throwing shit at each other, it's Smash. And that was technically Pokemon card players, but, like, that's the shit that you believe me when I said that, because we keep having weird incidents of Smash players, like, not just behaving badly, but, like, so moronically badly that you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? you get paid to play a video game competitively. And I'm not saying those scenes aren't kind of, are devoid of this, but like, this is one of the top players of Smash, and in kind of typical FGC drama fashion, the story is complicated in ways we don't have time to go into right now, but the fact that Ally got out there and just flat out said, yeah, this happened, I'm admitting to it, I'm stepping down retiring, that's all you need to know. That, that means it's true as far as official record goes. And that fucking sucks. But the fact that it took two goddamn days for the Smash for Me to get out there and be like, actually, you know, he's permabanned? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's confusing. Again, like, and probably The problem here is a lot of this is semi-speculative. Like the, the, the facts aren't as hard and fast as they could be. The only hard and fast fact is the fact that Ally got out there and said, so we have to kind of take it at face value, as it is. And, uh, and this may be unfair or whatever, the fact that he got out there and said I'm retiring means it's true. Like, if you got out there and said, hey, you're gonna hear some stuff about this, it's not like it, we'll let kind of it play out. That'd be one thing. But being like, yeah, I'm retiring because this is gonna get out there. Eh. Not what you want going into Evo after a conversation about like who should be the headliner when one of your top players is like man what the fuck smash yeah but speaking of kind of what the fuckness continuing from previous weeks and all that jazz uh g2a is back this week with a vengeance uh we, we really have two separate stories about g2a and this ha- like one happened on like monday of last week and one happened later on this previous <laughs> weekend, a, a very like like Thursday, Friday. So We're gonna start off with so and a couple kind of asterisk qualifiers for this. G two A has gotten out there and said this was not a company sanctioned thing. This was a rogue employee of some kind that did this. This is not something they endorse, et cetera, et cetera. But a, a an employee of G two A contact. I think it's nine different. Um, Uh, press outlets out there and essentially tried to get them I think it was trying to pay them to run a story as though it was a story from them that was written by G2A that was like yeah, no, this is all false and and not tagging it as like ad or sponsored or as written by G2A. They wanted someone to pretend to write this and it was a, a the big kind of buzzwords are how transparent and unbiased this writing was. I, it's. Yeah. This all kind of came out when. Uh, who was it? Give me a sec. Um, Thomas Faust from Gamescom. Yeah. Is that Gamescom? It's his Twitter, he posted pictures of it. And it's from G2A. Like, that's where it gets fucked up. This is an actual email from G2A being like, hi. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: oh, boy. Oh, gee yeah I I don't know I feel like it's one of those scummy company does scummy things question mark
1: yeah the, the details will shock you it is, but this is coming from an actual company oh I know and like yes we have to throw the asterisk again of like G2 is like no no this wasn't us this was a rogue employee like we, we super didn't condone this but Man, the fact that one of your employees felt like they should do this or could do this or whatever doesn't paint a great picture of what the fuck's going on there.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I want to believe them, but their history—oh, yeah, no—and
1: mean shit makes it hard to believe them. Yeah, I—I so, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, it's one of those ones where it's the—if someone had said yes, would it have benefited G2A? Probably. Would they have objected to this working for them? No. The fact that no employees ever named or anything like that makes it extra suspect. It's like, oh, it's a rogue employee. Yeah, those rogue employees that you won't try and nail down name wise immediately. To be like, no, no, it's not us. It's Kyle. Kyle did it. Blame Kyle. Kyle has been fired. And that should have been the end of it. Like, that would have been a nice end to. Last week's talking about G2A, except... No! We have more G2A to get through this week. And this one's officially from the company a little bit scummier. So, a couple things to keep in mind when we go through this. Uh, G2A has for years insisted that they are not in any way, shape, or form profiting or allowing people to profit off illegal sales of stolen keys or whatever this is in contradiction to a lot of, not a lot, but people getting out there and basically flat out saying, yeah, I fucking made money off selling stolen keys to G2A, what of it? And, like, even if you're not talking about that practices of it, uh, G2A's been accused of a variety of things, ranging from buying keys for games in cheap cheap markets and then selling them in expensive markets and profiting that way, which is a thing you can totally do, FYI. It's how they're capable of offering some Mm. of these games for so cheap. And, just kind of engaging in maybe not necessarily all across the board illegal business practices, but a mess of not so great, definitely questionable. Again, using the phrase gray market, where it's it's not by the letter of the law illegal, but we all assume it is illegal and are pretty sure it is and don't want it to be happening because it makes everything look bad by comparison. So, the, the, the more official round of this is that I've uh, As talked about, g 2 would allow for the uh, kind of, what's the right word for it? The auditing of their system. And they've also kind of said, yeah, this isn't our problem, though, either. It's developers' problem. Like, sucks to be you, but this sounds like a you problem. We're not responsible for vetting all of these keys.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, They have beefed up their security practices to kind of try and crack down on some of this stuff. But, yeah.
0: I don't know. Like, I feel the only thing missing now is having a YouTuber exploit this via yeah, PSGelatos. Yeah, I feel like this—that's what would wrap up this whole thing in a nice little book.
1: Yeah, basically, what GTA what a approach for this is—they're going to propose a key blocking tool that, if you're a dev, you can use to block keys you suspect of being stolen or whatever. But now you've successfully added an extra job to. Like, who's...
0: And the thing is, though, they won't even start considering making it until 100 devs show interest before they even begin development on it. Like, what? So you want 100 people to say they want something like this for a gray market fucking company, and then you still want them to do more work that should be your fucking job?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, it's one of those people can talk about, like, oh, it's, it, this will stop the sale of legal keys. Like, yeah, that's true, but, like, part of the issue for a long time has been people selling, like, bought, like bought-obtained, like, gift keys, which is kind of nefarious. Again, not necessarily illegally obtained, but kind of immorally or impractically, like, just finding ways to get free games with the intent of selling, which, I, again, like, I'm not opposed to the idea of selling games necessarily. It's the idea of, like, we're going to have a server farm running That's just fucking entering every giveaway contest millions of times, or whatever, just to sell the goddamn games. But most what they're doing is they're pushing all their work off on developers and being like, no, 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 this isn't our problem. This is the developer's problem. That's who you should take it up with. It's their fault their keys don't work, which I kind of heard the comparison of it to, it'd be like buying a car... It doesn't work. Take it back to the dealership to have the dealer be like, oh no, 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 no. We didn't build this car. We just sold you this car. You need to call the people that actually built the car and talk to them. Well, that's you, right? No. We actually outsource all our parts to another company and they're here? No.
0: <laughs> Boy, I have some bad news for you. How
1: do we contact them? You can't really, because they don't want to be contacted because they think they're just selling us cars and that we will, as a storefront, like, not dick you over. Could you fix this? Well, yeah, we employ several mechanics to keep the store going, but actually, like, stop bad cars from getting to people or fixing them? No, that, that, that's not our thing. But we will we will sell you a phone that will let you call the company directly to complain. And then they'll have to deal with it. How much money goes to the people that. Oh, like 10%. We take a substantial chunk off the front. And by the way, some of these cars are used, but we'll put you in contact with who sold us the used car. Yeah. If they're even real. Fuck that. I. (laughs) Boycott G2A. I don't believe boycotts work, actually, but like. Just don't. I. Just. Don't at this point. Like, if if you actually don't, if you actually just don't to one thing, we've ever told you to just don't on this podcast, just don't to G2A. Like, we, we get it. A lot of the other stuff we're like, you should protest this or you should boycott this or whatever. It's more complicated. This is a simple, straightforward, just don't. Don't buy from G2A anymore. Yeah. But last but not least, on a happier note than that, the Nintendo Switch Lite will arrive September 20th. It's basically a 3DS, but not 3D. Why do I say this? Because it can't be attached to a TV, the Joy-Cons can't be removed, but it still manages to keep all the kind of shitty Switch design. Yeah, and you can't dock it either, like, and use it on your Nope. This is... This is hard. I think it's a real bad choice. (sighs) Especially given there's no cloud... No real cloud-saving stuff, like, This seems like a very bad product from Nintendo, and I get why they're making it. Like, if they had just fixed how the fucking buttons feel in your hand, I might be curious about this thing. But the fact that it holds on to the god-awful Switch button placement, sure, it replaces those arrow buttons with a D-pad, but it's still got the worst joystick locations known to man.
0: Yeah, this is more like a successor to the three DS than
1: Oh that's who it's armed at. Like it's it's cheaper, it's it's lighter, it's smaller, I it comes in blue, grey, or turquoise. Two of those colors look like ass in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, they look Yeah. It looks horrible. Every sense yeah, of it. Like and even then if you look at like I mean shit, it looks really bad. Like I mean, it, not just like the look of it, but like first of all, the color with that yellow looks.
1: Fucking yeah, cool. I I do, I do not know um, whether showing off that yellow one. That is a bad yellow. Yeah,
0: it has a D pad, which I kind of appreciate.
1: Uh, ex- so way. like that's the no, only but so here's the thing: thing. it's only a D pad because the other one was buttons because you had to be able to turn the controller and it would match the other one. Like it's the you could have fixed. How unbelievably badly the right joystick location is, because it no longer has to do that dumb rotatey thing. But you didn't; you made it worse because exactly. it's smaller. No, I
0: agree. I agree. Um, it so like the D pad itself is fine, but the fact that the locations are for the joysticks are still the same is bad. Um, it's only compatible with games that support handheld yep. mode,
1: which admittedly what? is all the games, more or less, I think.
0: Which leads me to believe there will be games down the line that will only work on the Switch and not have a handheld.
1: I don't know about that, but like, so for reference, this means if you're going to play Mario Maker 2, you have to use touch controls. You can't use controller controls.
0: Yeah. I don't know, like, I mean, if they were promoting it as like a... I don't think they're promoting it as a successor to the 3DS, though. I think they're promoting it as like a, hey, it's a discount It is,
1: and... Like, the weirdest one for me on this one is I can't tell if this is saying or not if the Pro Controller will work. I don't think it does. No. No, it doesn't. Joy-Con controllers are not supported. Well, it's not Joy-Con. Oh, sorry. No, but... no, no. Not supported.
0: Joy-Con controllers are not included,
1: yeah. it says.
0: But, um, players can connect... Players can wireless connect compatible controllers sold separately to the Nintendo okay, Switch. Okay, so you can
1: three use the Pro Controller with it still. I But also, you're not gaining that much battery time comparatively. Like it's, it's not that much lighter. It's, I I get on paper who this is for, but this is not a good look. Like I, again, I would have bought this if they had just fucking fixed the controller layout. Like maybe people are sick of me complaining about this. Like the the amount of money I have spent trying to make a switch comfortable to hold in my human hands. Mm It's uncomfortable at this point like i I won't use it because I don't like touching it, yeah, it is
0: yeah, I don't honestly, I don't know man, this is not
1: it's not a, no it's <laughs> it's not that much smaller either, like it's still a big it's still a big thing to make portable, yeah, it looks like it's less fragile feeling than the switch probably is, but it's not a ringing endorsement or necessarily a good thing. <laughs> Just means the original switch was complicated to hold
0: the original switch was a nightmare when we first
1: debuted yeah. it too.
0: like there were issues I can't imagine what the issues would be like for this one yeah so who knows we'll see maybe Nintendo has something planned but honestly I'm not holding
1: yeah that one okay. yeah I I don't think there was a price point announced for this I okay yeah price at two not at 200 bucks over $199 or 200 as it is compared to the normal switch which is $299. So it is a $100 savings but you are losing a shocking amount of functionality not gaining that much.
0: Yeah. Uh, Joyce. I honestly for me right now it's not worth
1: it. Yeah, I, I intellectually I know who this is for. You are not going to sell this to anyone who does Video game content for like a YouTube or something because it's completely useless. And the yeah. Switch, and you can't even sh- the Switch is already portable.
0: Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, won't really be able to capture anything because it's got no video yeah. out anyway. So
1: yeah. you're gonna sell it to parents that want to give uh-huh. their kid a cheaper controller or a cheaper thing, but also at that point, there's a very weird moment of, on one hand, it's yeah, it's a hundred bucks. It's also only a hundred bucks. Like there is a significantly better version of this. Yeah.
0: I yeah. agree.
1: <laughs> yep. That's news for this week. Ooh. Outrage. Outrage all around. <laughs> yeah. Uh we do have some emails this week though. Two. Oh. Two.
0: Go on email. You want to
1: send us emails, Alex, how would you do that?
0: Uh it's very simple. You would go ahead and uh grab your email client of your choosing. And in the two column or row, you would put WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com.
1: What's that email again?
0: WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com.
1: WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. Spells so it sounds down the show notes. You know the drill, et cetera, et cetera. We have two emails this week, as I previously mentioned. Alex, I will give you the option. Do you want to start with the email li- uh, labeled bathwater question mark? Or the email labeled Good But Bad Games? Um, let's...
0: I don't know. Uh, let's just get the
1: All out. right. Hey, perverts from last week's podcast. Plenty of your weird stuff has been, ta- has been talked about on the podcast. Plenty of gross stuff has been talked about on this podcast. Plenty of stuff that seemed to create fights on the podcast itself has been talked about on the podcast, obviously. Before last week, you have never talked about something that seemed to rattle one of you as much as bathwater seemed to get Charlie last week. At the risk of actually getting to throw up on the podcast, why was the idea of, bath- of selling bathwater so damn gross? Because
0: Why is the idea of selling bathwater
1: gross? Um, I have a very real answer for this one. Because... Okay, so... If this is true bath water, meaning the person, like, came in from the streets and got into a bath, that means you are drinking, or you you now have a bottle of water that contains human tea, essentially, plus anything that was on top of that person when they got into the water. And let's face it, almost anyone, like, a bunch of people that bought this are going to be creepy and drink it. That means you are drinking water that hypothetically contains kind of whatever you don't successfully clean off yourself when you go to the bathroom. That's why it's gross. Yeah. Like, at best, you are paying for someone to send you water that may have come from a tap or a Dasani, but then you are actively being like, yeah, but a person's been in this. That's what I want. Yeah. It's gross. It. it's gross in the same way that if like a stranger came up and licked you, you would be unbelievably uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's just yep. the idea of it. Like, like okay, just if it was a dude selling water, I would be just as. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I'd be.
1: Yeah,
0: it's bath yep. water. It's fucking disgusting. Like, I mean, bath water itself isn't.
1: It kind of is. When's the last time you cleaned the tub? Eh, that's yeah, true. like. Like, it, 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 this it's, water's obviously not being made in a sterile, perfect environment, which means it's inherently gross. It's water. It's already inherently a little bit gross. Like, it's water that is deemed good enough to clean yourself with. That's the same water you put through a sink to, like, shove stuff down a disposal or something like that. Like, I, it's... Depending on where you live, it's water that you go, I'm gonna put this water through a filtration system because... No. Yeah. I mostly it's the whole thing yeah. is just kind of <laughs> gross to me. Like it's
0: this whole story. It, just it's it's ultimate kind of
1: internet thirst and people being way too goddamn comfortable just being like, "I'd like to lick your
0: body. Send me a
1: jar yeah. of water that's been on your body, so I may achieve orgasm. This is my desire." Yeah. Like, like the. Footage. Yep no foot people are fine fuck it like do you this is pathetic i mean yeah i mean if it's your, your thing kinks, you your that's fine. It's, fine. It's fine it's the fact that this is like commercially creepy and then on top of that like it's it's been very publicly done and it's become a meme like it's one of those things where it became a meme because we're all kind of nervously laughing going, ha! isn't this funny yeah okay yeah, <laughs> that's yeah.
0: Fair. I mean, if bathwater's your thing, though, hey, good for you,
1: I guess. Don't pay 30 but... bucks for it, just saying. Uh, yeah. Maybe, I, I'm not sure if it's a pay way more for it, or way less for it. Like. I... <laughs> <sighs> yep. Thank you, Anonymous. Both are from Anonymous this week, actually. So our second email, also coming in from no-name-listed-so-no-name-provided On last week's podcast, Alex brought up a weird inconsistency when Charlie called Metal Wolf Chaos a bad but also great game. While it's not always phrased this way, the idea seems to come up on the podcast every once in a while, especially when a game is being compared to a B-movie. For some reason, I remember the topic being a big topic a while back and was hoping that you could expand on this idea some more. I have also played Metal Wolf Chaos, and yeah... No one should play that game, but it's also a really cool game. I, for me, you summed it up perfectly there. Like I, there, there are so many games out there that I wouldn't call a good game, but I think they're cool or fun, or there's an aspect of them I think is a redeeming quality. Like One of my favorite games, Brutal Legend, is at best a fine game. But I still think it's a lot of fun because you're driving through the metal lands and playing heavy metal radio, and your your character's a roadie who summons lightning with a guitar. It's it's not good, but it's fun. It's silly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> like is Destiny good? I don't know, but it's addictive. I have fun playing it. I have no idea if it's actually good. At I mean, this we point. all have
0: we all have our games that are yeah, of course. You know, our favorites. That's Do you have a game is, that you're, like,
1: actively many... aware isn't a good game that you replay every once in a while? Do yeah. I have one? Um, I had one. And obviously, I'm not... I, you know I'm gonna fucking yeah, bring it I... up.
0: But the, the Matrix Online was that game. I'd say it's a little... I knew it was inherently bad in this design, and that it was managed, but it was a game I fucking played. You heard, it, you heard
1: it here first. Alex said that game is officially bad. No redeeming qualities. <laughs> we got him. Thank you, anonymous writer. <laughs> The bait. <laughs> this
0: anonymous writer, you, and it was just a
1: The, ploy the trap you was internet. sprung successfully. Good job. <laughs> we got him. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think everyone does this. Like I, platinum games, a developer that I will play anything that comes out of them. I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure all those. I, I fucking love Bayonetta. Parts of those games are real good. That game is a lot cooler than good, though. Like, Bayonetta alone should be a topic that you go, okay, this gives a 10 out of 10. Based on this shit alone, it's down to an 8. Why? There's some stuff we need to talk about from a social angle. The game's still cool, but, like, would the game be as cool if it was a dude doing this? No, it wouldn't. And we all know that because we're all sick. (laughs) This mode's so easy, you can play one handed. That's a thing of dev said at one point. <laughs> a dev was like, yeah, easy mode's easy enough, you can probably play it one-handed or something. And yes, I know it's a measure of how easy something is, but also it's a measure of how easy something is. <sighs> that new WoW strike's so easy you can play one-handed. Why? Trust me, you're going to want to. Ah! <laughs> we probably give fans what they want more reliable content and a more balanced game. Now nah, you're going to fuck Shara. It's, it's a 20 man raid. Adding this, making it way creepier now that I say it out loud than my joke was going for. <laughs> oh my. This is somebody's We'd picture. like to announce Blizzard is now officially sponsoring with Pornhub.
0: <laughs> yeah. Finally. Go MLG.
1: Sylvanas' 40 man raid. Yeah. Ah! got <laughs> my own dark corners of my own brain, I don't like being there. You I this up. did. Brings me into the phrase "sunken city," doesn't it? No. no. Charlie, stop it! You're better than this.
0: Now, stop. Charlie, stop! Stop it! Stop it! We're going too far.
1: Has science gone too far? Yes. Yes, yes we have. Podcast definitely has. <laughs> Thanks for writing in this week. We love getting your emails. Other people wrote in about the bathwater one, but I kind of hope that covered all of it those of you who wrote in being like what the mm-hmm. fuck's wrong with drinking bath water we're not judging you we're judging the kind of publicness of this it's fine this should not have become a thing that fucking Kotaku was like yo bath game gamer bath uh, gamer girl bathwater. y'all are fucked no I'm well Charlie speaks for himself I'm judging you all but you judge everyone for everything like yes Look at that fucker over there, breathing wrong. Breathing in through his mouth, out yep. through the fucking mouth breather. Doesn't know you've really used the circulator system correctly. God. Hope he yep. never reproduces. All have been
0: judged. All have been judged.
1: Look at this Lardo just sitting there on an exercise machine. Sure he's benched a crazy amount of weight but he's lying there now like some, lat- like some fat lazy piece of shit. Hope you die, motherfucker. That's Alex just walking around constantly.
0: Actually, I would never do that I think you should. No,
1: you shouldn't. Yep. Because
0: the fat guy who goes to the gym every once in a while—it's never call the fat to saying that you're that judging you him think.
1: being horrible. about it. That's on you, <laughs> Alex. Once again, we got you. What? No. What
0: do you? I don't
1: know. On? We should end this podcast.
0: I, I think we reached our point. Yes.
1: Please come back, real news, please.
0: <laughs> we'll have we'll have some more news after Area Fifty One. Plenty of video game stuff will be released I, around then.
1: It'll be a new E3. Part of me hopes the Area 51 happens, because I fucking love it when memes go too far, and they get what they want. It's like, we're in Area 51! It's an Air Force base. Oh. This isn't cool at all or anything. No, you invaded government property. You're not going to jail. Man. <laughs> Didn't think this one through, did you? We could cut the neckbeard population in half in one day. Yeah, but yeah. You want to take us out this week?
0: Sure. keep the back.